friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello again, reader. Welcome back for another Reading Bug author visit. We're all busy writing a whole new season of music and adventures for you, featuring many of our favorite books, and we'll have new adventures starting again later this spring. But today, I wanted to introduce you to another one of our favorite authors and illustrators. Today's author visit is brought to you by Reading Bug Box, our perfectly personalized subscription box service. Every box includes a unique selection of books and extras that are unique to each child's age and interests. Visit readingbugbox.com and be sure to let us know upon sign-up that you're a podcast fan. The Reading Bug and I will write you a special note in your first box. You can also learn all about us and our independent bookstore in California by visiting thereadingbug.com. Okay, reader. Reading Bug, are you ready to find out who we'll meet today? Oh, yes, yes, yes! I can hardly wait. Today, we are talking with Tui Sutherland, author of the insanely popular series for middle grade kids, Wings of Fire. Oh, boy, oh, boy! I love these books, and I just started reading the graphic novel versions, too. Okay, Reading Bug, then I hope you're ready, because here comes Tui now. It's time for another Reading Bug author visit. today with Tui Sutherland, the author of the incredibly popular fantasy series Wings of Fire. And today we're celebrating the 13th book in the chapter book series, as well as the third graphic novel version of Wings of Fire. Tui, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Hi, Lauren. And hi, Reading Bug. It's so exciting to be here. Hi, Tui. Welcome to the Reading Bug Bookstore. We're excited to have you. Um, Before we get into the books, uh, I wanted to ask you about your name, because it's such a beautiful name and so interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about the origin? Uh, Sure. So it's funny, because the question I usually get about it is, is it short for something? And it's actually not. It's That's my whole name is Tui. And um, it comes from New Zealand. So my mom uh, was born in New Zealand and grew up there. And it's a kind of bird that only lives in New Zealand, kind of like the kiwi. Um, although it can fly, unlike the kiwi. <laughs> and so they actually knew someone whose name was Tui, and they liked it so much, they decided to give it to me. I love it. <laughs> so can you tell us about um, where you grew up? 
Sure. Well, my parents met in Venezuela. Um, my dad is from the States, um, and my mom, like I said, from New Zealand, and they were both sort of traveling and like love living abroad and seeing new places. And so they were in Venezuela. That's where I was born. And then we lived in Paraguay for six years, um, and then two years in Miami, two years in the Dominican Republic, and then we moved to New Jersey sort of halfway through high school, which is a bit of a culture shock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and it was, uh, so I thought, I think it was kind of cool to get to live in all those places growing up and to always, um, you know, feel like I was getting to observe different cultures and different ways people live. And we traveled a lot too, which I'm really lucky. My parents were very brave (laughs) carrying us around all over the place. So yeah, it was awesome. That sounds like a lot of adventure as a young kid. Yeah, absolutely. And we went to New Zealand a lot because we had family there. So that was a very long plane flight, but totally worth it because it's amazing once you get there. (laughs) So uh, where, uh, prior to writing Wings of Fire, you must have had a a career before that. Mm -hmm. What what, what did you do? And did you always want to be an author? Sure, I did. So I I wanted to be an author when I was a kid because I read all the time and I was just very excited about books and I had all my own ideas. And plus I wanted to get really famous so that lots of people would name their children Tui and I wouldn't be the only one. (laughs) Do you think that's happened? Uh, I'm not sure, I wonder. (laughs) Maybe give it another 20 years till the Wings of Fire fans grow up. Yeah, I mean, I think you're famous enough, but maybe we have to start talking about this a little bit more to see if we can get some Tuis out there. Right? Like, I'm all in favor if you want to name your kid Tui. Um, and then, so, um, then I actually sort of took a break in like seventh grade, eighth grade, where I decided I wanted to be an astronaut so that I could go to Mars, be the first person on Mars. Um, except I realized a couple of things. One was I just wanted to go to space so I could write books about it. Um, and two was that if you want to be an astronaut, you have to exercise a lot. And I don't like doing that. Mm. (laughs) So, so I kind of didn't go the astronaut path in the end. Um, And then I did a lot of theater in high school and college that uh, mostly behind the scenes that I really loved. And so I thought about that for a while. But after I graduated, it just kept coming back to books and how much I loved them. Um, And then I got a job as an editorial assistant at a publishing company in New York um, in the children's book division. And that was at Penguin um, with an amazing mentor named Jane O'Connor, who actually writes the Fancy Nancy books now. (laughs) Um, And she was my boss. And she was wonderful. She was like a great sort of introduction into the publishing world um, and I learned so much just like about how publishing works and um, how books get made and how long it takes and so it, I think it made me a much more patient author and also the process of becoming an editor made me better at taking criticism as well and like looking at my books and thinking like how could I make this better not it's perfect the way it is mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was an editor for a while and I after Grosset and Dunlap I went to um, HarperCollins mm-hmm. and I worked on the Warriors books there. I was the editor when those started. Um, and then after I'd done that for a while, I decided it was it was time to try being a freelance writer um, and to just go like write my own books. And my dad like had a heart attack. <laughs> he was like, "What are you doing? No, never leave their, your stable job with health insurance." And I said, "I can do it, Dad. I believe in myself." Um, and it's worked out. I've gotten to write a lot of books. At the beginning, I I sort of said yes to everything. You know, I wrote a few little house books. I wrote um, one of the Warriors books and a few Seekers books. Um, and I just, just saying yes to everything kind of gave me lots of practice in all these different kind, styles of writing. And it helped me narrow in on what my voice is and what I'm really excited about writing. And so that's how I ended up with Wings of Fire, which I feel like is my like real baby. <laughs> A side note on that, the reading bug actually just finished all of the Warriors books. And she's on to Wings of Fire now. Oh, wow. Which is pretty neat. She's very excited about it. <laughs> There's so many Warriors books. That's incredibly so impressive. <laughs> she's done. So. There are a lot of books in the series, but they're so 
So good. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> so um, how, how did the idea for Wings of Fire come about? Um, well, a few different things. Um, I was thinking about the kinds of things I wanted to write, and I was talking to my agent, and he mentioned like the idea of you know a whole series based around dragons. And I had always been a huge dragon fan. Like Anne McCaffrey and her Pern series was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Um, and I had been reading like sort of more recent dragon books. There's one called Tooth and Claw by Joe Walton, which is sort of um, – it's a dragon society with a lot of sort of like Jane Austen kinds of rules to it. <laughs> and so um, it was wonderful. And I started thinking, like, what could I do that would be a, like a dragon story where they get to be the heroes and they get to have all the adventures? And that led me into thinking about this world um, of Pyria and kind of what could happen to bring all these little dragons together and turn it into this long, exciting fantasy series. Yeah, and now on number 13. Yeah. That's a lot of writing. It is. <laughs> how many, um, how long does it take you to finish one of them? Well, they come out every six months, so um, <laughs> so I don't have very long in between, and it feels like less for each book. Um, but the first one, I had longer to sort of plan out the world, and um, I turned in the outline of the sort of my idea for the first five books right before my first son was born. Um, and so th then I didn't do any writing for like three or four months because I was having a baby um, and he's wonderful. And so um, it's kind of been like as my kids are growing older is I've been working on all the books. And nowadays it takes me, I usually have about three to four months to write each book, but it's easier than starting from scratch with a brand new book because I have the world and I know the characters. Um, so it's a little... It, it's easier to dive in. I think if I, w if I were starting over with a whole new book, I'd want at least a year to kind of plan it out. They gave me more time with book 11 because that's the one where we go to a new continent, we meet all these new tribes, there's all this new history to learn. So that one, I, I did take a little more time to figure out the backstory. Mm -hmm. But yeah, otherwise it's usually like three or four months. <laughs> and then, wow, that's that's a short short time for a long book. Yeah, it really a lot of is. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, with the one that's coming out next, that's coming out in March, um, I had it all planned where I had my three months, and I was like, okay, if it's this many pages, this is how many words I have to write per day. And it, figuring it would be about the same length as the others, maybe a little longer because it's one of the Legends books, like Darkstalker. It's sort of its own story. Um, and then as I got closer and closer to the quote-unquote end, the like word count that I was aiming for, I was like, oh, this actually is going to be like another third again as long and I'm definitely missing my deadline <laughs> so I kind of got to an ending and then I realized I couldn't turn it in that way I had to hang on to it for another month or month and a half so that I could figure out what the ending really needed to be and fix it a little bit more so that one's going to be long I, I some some fans will be like yay and some will be like what are you doing to me <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of which so there's another whole genre of Wings of Fire now and we're on the third graphic novel in the series right now and they are gorgeous the art okay. is um, by Mike Holmes yeah and can you tell us how the idea came about for the graphic novel series sure I mean I think it came the so the original idea I think came from Scholastic it was my editor who said you know we have this amazing graphics imprint that does all these wonderful books is there any chance you'd think about putting Wings of Fire into a graphic novel um and I immediately said yes because my kids I have a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old and we love graphic novels we read them all the time and actually my seven-year-old gets the, the reading bug box that you guys send out and he's mm -hmm. so excited he loves it he gets it every month and it's like one of the highlights in our house of like when the mail shows up and we all get excited. I know. I was, always, I was excited when I saw your name come up that someone was getting a reading bug box name, Tui Sutherland. I was like, wait a minute. I know who that is. I know who that is. That was very exciting for us. So it's really Aww. fun to send you guys boxes. It's, 
as well as all of our other customers in all 50 states now. Kind of <laughs> oh, neat. wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He just got one that he loves that had um, Fabio the Flamingo Detective in it. I love that book. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Abrams. It. That's a great book. I mean, yeah. We wouldn't have discovered it otherwise, so it was perfect. Yeah, it's fun to make those discoveries. <laughs> but so anyway, we so yeah, so it was Scholastic who said, let's do mm-hmm. these graphic novels. And I knew I was in good hands because we read so many graphics books like Amulet um, and others like those. And so um, they found the right people to kind of work on it. And it's been this very fascinating process to see how much is involved and how much harder it is in some ways to put a graphic novel together. Yeah. The coloration in this actually reminds me a lot of Amulet. It's really beautiful and intricate and it must take a long time yeah, to I get mean, all these pages. Yeah. Can I just shout out to So Mike is our amazing artist. And yeah. then we also have a colorist um, oh, okay. who adds all the colors in. And her name is Marta Lejo. And she is incredible. Wow. Yeah. See the things you don't know just by looking at the cover. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea that that was a whole job and, and how hard it must be, especially like, poor Marta. I'm like, all right, so book two, it takes place underwater and all the dragons are blue. So <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Just wait till we get to book seven where it's like the Arctic and they're all white. <laughs> And then in book three, they're rainforest dragons, so they change color, like chameleons, based on their moods. And they can also be invisible, like if they blend into the background. Oh, she does such a good job. Oh, see, this, I mean, the whole (laughs) thing definitely just lent itself to graphic novel, for sure. Yeah. So did you have to change... not necessarily changing the story, but did you have to change a lot of the words? Did you have to shorten anything for the graphic novel versions? Um, well, we have uh, an adapter, a guy who comes in first. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Barry Deutsch, and he actually writes an amazing graphic novel series, if I can just shout out to those, because we read them recently, my son and I, and love them. It's uh-huh. called Hereville. Um, oh, I love Hereville. Yeah. Yeah. They're incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my, so my son read them first, and then I read them and was like, wow, these are so great. I want everyone to know about them. Um, and so he actually reads my book chapter book and then he does um an adaptation that is uh like a like a manuscript it looks kind of like a movie script almost where it's panel by panel describing what's going to happen and what all the dialogue will be um and because he writes his own graphic novels he has this really great visual sense that i don't have um I would, like, if it were me probably writing it, it would just be, like, lots and lots of dialogue and then, like, more pages of, like, what is the dragon feeling in this moment? Because <laughs> that's, you know, that's what the chapter books are like. Um, but he has wonderful, like, battle descriptions, and Mike takes everything and just makes it even more incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, and then I get to sort of go through and edit it and add things back in. You know, I'm like, every line of dialogue is vitally important. We must have all of it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think it's hard to make an adaptation, right, without losing anything from the yeah original. and actually the in, I think the hardest thing going from the chapter books to the graphic novels is that I think you can describe things that don't seem so bad when you're reading about them but when you see them they're mm-hmm. kind of gruesome mm-hmm. so we've definitely changed a few things you know and all my notes in the margins are like that's a little gross who wrote this <laughs> Who was that person? <laughs> Who did that? Um, <laughs> so, so like in the first book, there's a scene where there's a human um, that shows up, and in the the chapter book, that human gets his head bitten off because that's just what would happen to a human in a dragon world. Mm-hmm. But it was too horrifying to put in the graphic novel, so we just had him run away really fast. That's good. That works <laughs> yeah. too. He's okay. <laughs> so we've talked about a lot of other books already, but um, it sounds like you do read a lot of other genres. Do you have any other favorites besides fantasy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I read everything. Um, I'm trying to think because I would say most of my favorites are fantasy. Um, but I, I mean, I love Shannon Hale's graphic novels as mm-hmm. well. I think um, Real Friends and Best Friends are two of the favorites in our house. Hmm. I'm trying to think, like, what else have I read recently? Yeah, what's your favorite right now? <laughs> I mean, can, can they be fantasy books? <laughs> sure. They can be whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. um, 
uh, I would say one of my like most favorite books of all time is Nimona, the graphic novel by Noelle Stevenson. I love that book. It's really funny, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about, um, and it's very unexpected. It kind of combines a lot of things. Um, I just recently read Sanity in Tallulah by, I think it's Molly Brown, um, and that was wonderful. Also, it's like two girls in space, and then they like genetically engineer a three-headed kitten, and it's fantastic. <laughs> I totally put that in a lot of reading bug boxes last month. It's oh, really? so great. Yeah, maybe that's how we got it. Actually, maybe. I think that might be it. Maybe it was you guys. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for finding one of Sometimes my new favorite books. The reading bug knows what we are doing. Absolutely. Yes, I remember. I know. I'm thinking we all fought over it. So. <laughs> yeah, so have awesome. you? Um, do you read books more than once? I I don't read a lot of books more than once because there's so many new books I want to read. Yeah. Um, there are a few. I mean, certainly Anne of Green Gables was one of my childhood favorites, and I've read that multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Song, the Anne McCaffrey book I mentioned earlier, I've read a few times because every time I go back to it, I'm like, am I still going to love this? And then I do, which is wonderful. Um, and then there was a book I loved that's actually for grownups. So I don't know if I'm allowed to of mention it. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I read a book called The King Must Die by Mary Renault, yes. which is like a retelling of Theseus and the Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And I, it actually, um, many years later when I read The Hunger Games, I was like, I feel like it has a very similar feel. It's like, who's going to survive? And like all this small group that's chosen and sent into this crazy situation. You know, there's a minotaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a book that I've read a few times since I was young. And yeah. I loved it when I I was a kid and I still love it now. And do you have a favorite author? Um, oh gosh. Besides I you. <laughs> um, I would mention Naomi Novik. Mm-hmm. I really love her books. She has um, her book Spinning Silver mm-hmm. is, is a book that I like love and I every time I read well the one time I read it I was like I wish I could write like this like it's perfect it's so smart and it's so like it just has so much going on in it um and she has a whole dragon series about Tamarir um the dragon and it's like set in the Napoleonic Wars but the dragons are the warships that that do battle in the sky and it's brilliant um so I think she's incredible and then sort of on the more adult side uh Joe Walton Mm -hmm. uh it's J-O, and she writes just like this, a whole bunch of different things. Actually, Rainbow Rowell talks about how much she loves them too, and I think oh. that's funny because Rainbow Rowell's another one of my favorites. Yes, <laughs> makes sense. Like, Kindred Spirit, we both love Joe Walton's books. She wrote one called Among Others that I talk about a lot because I love it so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so those those three. <laughs> yeah, Rainbow Rowell, um, I, I love her young adult especially, but yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a great author. Yeah, absolutely. I just got Pumpkin Heads. I haven't read it yet. Oh, though. yes. I have not read it yet either. I'm so I excited. Know. So many to read. <laughs> so here are a couple of my favorite questions. Um, I know the answer to this one already, but you're going to have to tell our audience, do you have any pets? Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, I have I have two little dogs um, who are small and fluffy and um, very helpful when I'm writing by myself in the middle of the night. But we also just now have snails, and I'm obsessed with them. So Reading Bug, I thought you might like that, the fact that I have like little snails. Snails make great pets. What are their names? Um, there's one called Chicken that we rescued from the yard. Chicken? Um, <laughs> and the children named it. <laughs> that wasn't my idea. A snail named Chicken. That is a whole book right there. <laughs> right? Totally. Um, and then one of our friends, their snails had baby snails. So we have two like baby snails Whoa. that are, yeah, that have gotten, and their names are um, Hercules Snailigan and Angelica Schuyler. Oh. <laughs> Because we were like Hamilton the nerds. Oh, to <laughs> Hamilton. I'm, I'm there with you. I yeah. like that. And two other questions. You probably get a lot at some of your school visits when you visit kids. Uh, what's your favorite color? Oh, blue. <laughs> what's your favorite food? Mm, ice cream. <laughs> oh, I know Max said that. I was just listening to the interview with Max Brailler, and I was like, what else am I going to say, though? Yeah, you don't have to say anything <laughs> different. That's okay. It's I agree cream. with you. He had a funny 
flavor ice cream that he liked, and I don't remember what it was, though. Oh. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, gosh. I like ones with lots of stuff in them. Mm-hmm. So I like the Ben and Jerry's where it's just like as much stuff as you can put in it, like fish mm-hmm. food and everything but the, those kinds of ones. I agree. <laughs> sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And so uh, speaking of uh, school visits, you know, you, you visit kids all across the country. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what advice do you give them when they say, I'm an aspiring young author, you know, what do I do? Oh, gosh, I have so much, and it's hard to narrow it down. I mean, I think certainly, you know, keep reading, like find what you love and talk to your friends about what you love um, because I think I learn a lot from talking to people about stories and how you build stories and how you might do it differently. Um, And I also think that, like, if you get stuck with a piece of writing, like try to keep going back to what you love about it. Um, You know, I, I... Whenever I'm getting bored with something I've written, I try to remember, like, well, why did I want to write this in the first place? Like, what's the thing that's going to keep me excited all the way through? And then don't be afraid to, like, give up on it and try something new and come back later. Like, I think it's, you know, I think especially when you're a young writer, um, it's okay to, like, start things and not finish them and then come back, you know. I mean, I started a lot of things and didn't finish them Mm -hmm. to begin with. So, (laughs) you know, you will eventually. I love it. Well, Tui Sutherland, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. And you can purchase the Wings of Fire series and other books by Tui at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. And thanks again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And bye, Reading Bug. Bye-bye, Tui. Thanks for visiting. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Thanks for listening to our Reading Bug Author Visit series. We'll be back with all new story adventures later this spring. So be sure to submit your story ideas to us at talkback at readingbugadventures.com. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California. We are passionate about engaging, entertaining, and educating children with an emphasis on creating personal connections with kids. Please consider supporting us and our podcast by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Shop for millions of books at thereadingbug.com or subscribe to readingbugbox.com for perfectly personalized books delivered to your doorstep every month. Thanks for listening. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.